0: Wow. Well, hi guys. Firstly, I just wanna say how wonderful it is to be here and to be able to gather as a worship tribe again. You know, as I've been praying and asking God what I should share with you guys today, I really sense that he wanted me to talk about surrender. And actually, I find it quite amusing that he's asked me to talk about surrender. Because the first time that Harmony asked me to speak, my initial reaction was to say no. <laughs> Mainly because speaking in front of people isn't something that comes really easy to me, um, unlike singing. And um, it's something that feels very much outside of my comfort zone. But before I replied to Harmony, I knew that I needed to talk to someone first and I needed to pray about it first. So I went to one of my best friends, Amy. Amy. And I asked for advice, having listed every possible reason why I shouldn't do it. Um, But like a good Christian, she told me to pray about it. (laughs) But what she didn't know was that up until that point, I was actually avoiding praying about it. Because I was so scared that God would tell me that I needed to do this. And I wasn't ready to actually hear that. So later that afternoon, I finally plucked up the courage to pray And I'm not sure if anyone heard me, but in my despair, I cried out, no, as soon as God told me to speak. (laughs) Because now I actually have to do it. (laughs) So um, this message on surrender is clearly something I needed to hear too. And I wouldn't be up here talking to you guys if I hadn't chosen to surrender that day. So if you have your Bible with you, whether it's a physical copy or an app on your phone, Why did not you turn to Romans 12, verse 1? And in this verse, Paul paints a picture of what true worship looks like. And he says this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Now I know this verse will be familiar to us as worshipers and I'm sure some of you might even be able to recite it off by heart. But this morning, I wanna encourage you to look at it with fresh eyes and to hear it with fresh ears because I really sense that God is wanting to remind us as worshippers of our call to live lives that are fully surrendered to him. And today, he is inviting us as a worship tribe to surrender to him again. So together, we're going to unpack what it looks like to be surrendered. And as we reflect on what Paul is saying in this verse, I want to encourage you to consider what surrender could look like for you. Not just in the context of sung worship, But in your workplace, or at school, or uni, in your family, or your relationships, what could it look like for you to be fully surrendered to Jesus in every aspect of your life? So firstly, surrender is a voluntary sacrifice. We cannot be forced into this. That's why Paul pleads with us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. It has to be a choice that we're free and willing to make. But sometimes, surrender isn't necessarily the easiest thing to choose, especially when it feels a bit risky or outside of our comfort zone. A few years ago, I was leading worship at my church, and I sensed that God wanted to bring healing to some people. But I had no idea what that would look like. And during one of the songs, I felt that he wanted me to sing a song of healing over the congregation. Now, I'd never really done that kind of thing before, so I was afraid to mess up. And I didn't want to, like, get it wrong. (laughs) Also, I was aware that with it being my first time leading a worship set on my own, I didn't want my pastors, John and Debbie, to feel like they couldn't trust me. So as I was having this internal struggle with the Lord... I felt him say that I had two choices, that I could either give in to the fear of what other people would think of me, or I could choose to trust him. So as I sang over the congregation, my eyes were shut, I'm not kidding, and I avoided any eye contact with John and Debbie, (laughs) even after I got off the stage. (laughs) And it gets even better. When I came back to lead worship in the evening, I hid in the pastoral office upstairs (laughs) because I was scared to bump into anyone in the senior leadership team. So a few minutes before the service was due to start, I thought it was safe for me to finally come out because no one else was around. But then Debbie suddenly appeared and it was just me and her in the corridor. And as she drew close to me, she stopped and she said this, they may not get it, but sing out anyway, and then she walked off. (laughs) So I spent the whole afternoon freaking out for nothing. (laughs) And later in the week, we received emails from a number of people in the church saying that they'd experienced physical healing during worship in that moment. You know, God probably would have healed those people even if I hadn't chosen to surrender but it was an opportunity for me to partner with him and to trust him with my obedience. And the reality is there will be moments where it feels easy to surrender and moments where it feels a lot harder, especially when you've got a lot going on in your life and you've still got to get up and lead worship on a Sunday morning. Choosing to surrender in that moment won't be easy, but no matter what situation we may find ourselves in, We've got to decide to be fully committed to this. And commitment requires consistency. So we need to be prepared to not only surrender once, but again and again every single day. So my question to you, worship tribe, is this. Are you choosing to surrender to Jesus every day? As worshipers, of course we want the answer to be yes. But if we're completely honest with ourselves, there's probably areas in our lives where the answer is no. So maybe in your own heart right now, why don't you take a moment to ask the Holy Spirit, are there any areas in my life where I'm not fully surrendered? I'll Just give you a moment to do that. All right. so not only is surrender voluntary, it's also a costly sacrifice, one that is motivated by the grace of God. In Romans 12, Paul tells us to offer our bodies as a sacrifice because of all that Jesus has done for us. And with any sacrifice, there's a cost we've got to be prepared to embrace. And for Jesus, it cost him everything. It cost him his life. Let's just think about that for a moment. Jesus, the king of the universe, our Lord and our savior, surrendered everything for you. He gave up his life because he loves you and he wants to spend eternity with you. Simon Gillibord says, what has cost God much cannot be cheap for us. So because he died for us, There's no sacrifice too great for us to make for him. I'm sure we're all familiar with the story of Mary in the Bible, who, in an extravagant display of love, pours out an expensive jar of perfume onto Jesus' feet, regardless of the cost to her personal dignity. And even though she's criticized for this, Jesus publicly honors her because he's so moved by her sacrifice of worship And today, she's still remembered for this. Is your worship alabaster worship? Is it costly? Does it inspire others to want to give everything in their worship to God? In his book, The Reset, Jeremy Riddle says, Worship without cost is worship without impact. And what impacted me the most about Mary's sacrifice was her willingness to wholeheartedly embrace any cost because she was so in love with Jesus. Even David was prepared to look foolish and undignified as he danced before the Lord. You know, I want to be more like this. I want to be so in love with Jesus that I am willing to give him everything to please him. Don't you? In Luke 9, verse 23, Jesus says, If anyone wants to be my follower, they must take up their cross and give up their own way daily. That means being fully surrendered to God requires us to completely die to ourselves every single day. But sometimes this can be a real challenge for a lot of us because we're not always willing to do this. And what can happen is our desire for approval or acceptance from others can get in the way of us fully giving all of ourselves to God. So we end up bringing Him an offering of worship that is half hearted or doesn't cost us much because we're more concerned about what other people think of us or protecting our self image. Maybe some of you here can relate to this. I know I can. In the story I shared with you guys earlier, one of the reasons why I was unwilling to surrender was because I was afraid of what people would think of me and I didn't wanna be embarrassed just in case I messed up or got it wrong. But we can't let that hold us back from all God has for us and what he wants to do through us. We've gotta be willing to surrender all of ourselves, no matter the cost and as we demonstrate what that looks like in how we live and in how we worship, we will lead others into a greater and a deeper place of surrender to. So today, is there anything God is asking you to surrender that would be a cost to you? Maybe it's your dignity, your reputation, or your need for approval or acceptance from others. Maybe it's letting go of your control, or the need for things to be a certain way. Or maybe it's choosing to no longer be half-hearted and to finally give God everything. Whatever it is, let's choose to embrace the cost, because Jesus embraced the cross for us. And finally, surrender is a holy sacrifice, In Romans 12, Paul tells us to offer our bodies as a living and a holy sacrifice to God. And in Romans 6, verse 13, he says this Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. I remember a time in my early 20s where I was really struggling with being single. And every time I saw a couple in a relationship, I noticed a feeling of jealousy rise up within me. And I hated this because I didn't want to feel this way towards them. So I asked God to help me with this. And I felt like he wanted me to pray a blessing over each of those couples and to speak good things over them. Now, that did not make sense to me (laughs) because why would I pray a blessing over people who, in my opinion, are already blessed? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) But the next morning, I was in my shower crying as I declared good things over them And the reason I was crying wasn't because I was having this profound moment with the Holy Spirit. I was crying because it was the most painful and difficult thing for me to do. But I did it. And I did it every day because God asked me to. And I don't really remember when exactly it shifted. But after a while, I noticed that my heart had changed towards them. And instead of being jealous, I could now celebrate and love each one of them. And now, when I think back on that time in my life, I see how my choice to surrender, even though it felt really costly, had produced holiness in me. You know, it's so important for us as worshippers to recognize that we aren't just leading people into the presence of God. We are also role models especially to the younger generation. So how we live our lives on and off the stage matters. And since holiness is important to God, it's got to be important to us because we love God and we want to please him. Whenever I've considered what it means for my entire body to be holy, I thought of my eyes, what I watch, my ears, what I listen to, my mouth, what I say, my hands and my feet, what I do, where I go, and how sometimes it can be so easy for us to forget that what we watch matters, what we listen to matters, what we say or what we do matters to God because he is holy and he calls us to be holy too. But this doesn't mean we have to be perfect all the time. God already knows that we aren't perfect, and he knows there will be times we will mess up. But that's why the regular practice of confession is so important. The Bible tells us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And for me, this has been incredibly helpful in my pursuit of holiness, Because I've come to realize that daily repentance is part of my continual surrender to God. And now, whenever He highlights any area in my life where I'm not living right, I'm quick to repent for those things and to ask Him for the grace to change. And the reason for my repentance isn't guilt and it's not shame. I do it because I love Jesus and I want to be holy for Him. Simon Gillibord says, holiness is a lifelong process where each day we're becoming more and more like Jesus. And in his book, Sacrifice, he says this. Jesus modeled perfect, holy living. He fully engaged with culture. He empowered the marginalized, touched the untouchable, healed the broken, and validated the disenfranchised. He denounced hypocrisy, challenged unjust oppression, and showed compassion. That is what holiness means, and it's painful and costly to reach out and aspire to. You see, pursuing holiness won't be easy, and it will require us to be committed to dying to ourselves daily. But thank God we don't have to do it in our own strength. We have his word to guide us. And we have the presence of the Holy Spirit who teaches us, corrects us, and empowers us to live out the perfect will of God. So all we need to do is ask, and he is more than ready and willing to help us. So today, are there any areas in your life where you haven't been living right before God? Maybe you struggle with lying, gossiping or criticizing others. Maybe you've been watching or listening to things you know you probably shouldn't. Maybe you've allowed pride, jealousy, or unforgiveness to take root in your heart. Whatever it is, let's be willing to repent of those things, surrender to Jesus, and allow him to produce more of his holiness in us. And as we do this, we'll model to those around us what it looks like to truly surrender. This morning, God is wanting to remind us of our calling as worshipers to live lives that are fully surrendered to Him. And He's also inviting us to surrender to Him again. Now, some of you might already be on board with this, but some of you might think that all you're doing is turning up to play or sing songs each week. But that's not what we're doing. When we're on that stage, we are leaders. We are pastors. We're ushering in the presence of God. So we've got to take surrender more seriously. Because the reality is, if we are not prepared to look foolish and to give all of ourselves as a sacrifice of worship, we can't expect the congregation that we're leading to do the same. So let's be a worship tribe who are fully committed to living holy and surrendered lives. And as we do this, it will be the sweetest fragrance of worship that will not only bring God glory, but it will deeply move his heart. So why don't we all stand?